Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, February 10, 2020, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, ladies, how are you today? I pray and trust that you had a fantastic weekend and that you did some things to joy pamper yourself. You know, joy pamper, that little something that you do to bring yourself joy. It could be a bubble bath. It could be a walk in the park. It could be just enjoying looking at the scenery of nature. But it's something that you do that makes you smile, makes you feel that warm, fuzzy inside. You know, we need to get in the habit of doing that every single day. As a reminder, if you haven't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for the week, guess what? Ladies, you got to do so immediately following the show. It's so important that you take the time every Sunday evening to go ahead and look at the activities on your calendar. Are they really pointing towards the goals that you want to accomplish by Friday? I can't begin to tell you how many women share with me that when they do this one thing, they begin to recognize that a large portion of what's on their planner in their calendar is really not pointing to what it is that they want to accomplish at weekend, which is normally Friday for most businesswomen. So I want to encourage you to really start embracing this and developing this as a habit. It is really, really needed. I want to say a big thank you and shout out to our guest of last week, Juanita Kraft, who talked about loving yourself, and she wrote the song, I Love Myself, and um, I know that all of you had a chance to hear the song. And again, I really appreciate the song because I've been listening to it now every morning to the point to where I can really sing the song driving and humming in the car um, because it's a reminder of how important it really, really is to love yourself. She's got a I Love Myself movement going on, and of course, if you go to Facebook.com and put in the search box, I Love Myself group, you'll find Juanita's group uh, and the movement that she's doing this year. As we move forward in 2020, wow, here we are really just thrown right on into February. And as you can see, the year is progressing rapidly and it is moving. And so I want to talk to all of you about something that's really on my heart. I really have a passion for and I really want you guys to listen up and pay attention uh, it's so very, very important because a lot of business women aren't doing this one thing, this one thing that is so very, very important. We are not doing enough of it, and that is strategy. Have you developed your business strategy for 2020? This is so very important because oftentimes when you don't develop a business strategy, you lose clarity, you lose focus, and you are unsure of the things that you need to do to make things happen. So I want to encourage you to make sure that you plan your strategy for 2020. And listen, it is never too late to plan your business strategy. One of the things that I see go on all the time is that a lot of people have this tendency to feel like, I missed the deadline for planning this particular part of my business, so I'll just wait until second quarter. I'll just wait a little bit later until I get myself together. But what you don't understand is that when you birth a business, it is literally like birthing a baby, a child, and you are responsible 
for making sure and ensuring that that business has what it needs. The nourishment is there for that business to grow. And the nourishment means that you need to set the foundation of that business. You need to develop your marketing plan so that you can generate leads. You need to develop your sales. You need to do all of the things that are necessary and required of you as the CEO mama of that business. And when those things don't occur, then guess what? The foundation will crumble, right? And so you want to make sure that if your business is not doing well, it's not because of something you are purposely doing. It's not because of something that you are doing that you could have. And so you want to make sure that you become the CEO mama of your business and that you do the things that was required of you. Now, part of that means that you need to get clear on your role as the CEO of your business, and, and that's really what's going to give you clarity. You know, oftentimes we, we hear the expression that you must work on your business and not in your business, and I want to share with you what I think that actually means. To work in your business really means that you're in the labor role of your business, right? It means that you're the worker bee. And I can tell you right now, hands down, that when you are the worker bee in your business, when you are the laborer having to do everything in your business, guess what? You're going to forget some things, but not only that, it's very rare that you pull yourself out of that labor role to become the CEO that you need to be for your business. And so with that said, this is where you need to figure out what your entrepreneur number is, okay? And what that concept, that whole concept of what's your, your E number, what's your entrepreneur number? Well, the entrepreneur number basically is based off of the percentage of time that you're going to play in the three most important roles in your business. And so for those of you that are new to the show, not quite sure where I'm headed with this, let me just back up a little bit and share with you guys about the three important roles. I talk about it all the time, but the three most important roles, the whole concept came from the book E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Now, E-Myth is probably considered the business Bible because it is, it is the system that most franchises are based off of. And if you know anything about franchises in the United States, franchises really paved the path for small businesses and are what um, the success paths are for most businesses, even if they are not franchises, right? It's because they realize that in the franchise system, what makes it successful is a duplicatable system a system that can be followed even if the owner is absent from the business, as long as there is a system, as long as there, is, there are processes, then the business can thrive. It can grow. Regardless of who's running it, if they can follow the direction, if they can follow the strategy, they can follow the system, then the business can grow. And so, Emith, I love the Emith for that very, very thing where there's three important roles that Emith talks about. And those roles are number one, the laborer technician role. That is that role, that's the role, that's the worker bee, you know, that's the labor role uh, where, you know, that person is busy doing everything to fulfill the orders of the company, the services the end user, the client, that role is responsible for providing the service or and the product to the end user. Then you have the manager role. The manager role is all about carrying out the directives of the CEO. The manager role is about management. It's about supervising the laborers. It's about making sure that the foundation pieces of the company are being put together. In a small business, the manager role is, you know, making sure the website is working, making sure the bookkeeping system is in place, making sure that the sales system is in place, making sure that the e-marketing system is in place and that the automation part of that system is all set to go, and supervising that labor role. So the management role is very important. But then there's one role that trumps both the labor and the manager role, that is the most important of all three, and that is the entrepreneur visionary role. That role is, is pivotal. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Well, 
I've heard a lot of answers, but at the end of the day, the author, Michael Gerber of the E-Myth, says that this role is very important because it is the role that provides the vision for the entire company. It is the role that provides the directive, the instructions, and gives birth to the company idea, gives birth to everything of this is what the business is all about. This is what's supposed to be going on. And so when that role is missing, when that role is missing, then what happens is that there is no direction. There is no vision. There is no clarity. And the laborer is waiting on the manager role to give it direction, and the manager role is certainly waiting on the entrepreneur visionary. And so, again, the entrepreneur visionary role just kind of halts and and causes a whole stillness in a company when that role is not present. So what you need to understand is that all three roles, the laborer technician, the manager role, and the entrepreneur visionary role, which is the CEO, by the way, those three roles all have to be played in your company, in all companies, hands down. So there is no such thing as, as having an absentee labor role or absentee manager role. and certainly not an absentee entrepreneur visionary role, right? So what is the entrepreneur visionary supposed to be doing? Well, not only does the entrepreneur visionary give direction, um, they set the vision and say where the business is supposed to go. Here's the objective. Here's your financial goals. This is our sales goals. These are all of the things that are supposed to be happening in this business. But the entrepreneur visionary also serves as the ambassador for the company, right? You've seen various interviews on television where individuals who are CEOs of companies are being interviewed by a news correspondent. And if you'll notice, they are asking that CEO questions that are broad and general questions about sales and where the company is going. So you don't hear the CEO talking about, you know, well, hold on, I, I was in the labor role and I didn't get a chance to figure out what that report was for or to interpret that report. No, you hear the CEO saying, this is where we're going first quarter. And in the last quarter of 2019, this is uh, what we performed with sales. This was our sales results, and this is what we plan on doing for first quarter 2020. That's what you hear. Why are they able to speak in those terms? Because the, the entrepreneur visionary role, that ambassador role that I like to call it, is responsible for being able to read the reports, interpret the reports, and keep a bird's eye view over what's going on in the company. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, and I don't care how small you are and whether or not you're making $5 a month or 50000 a month. It really doesn't matter. I want you guys to listen up. I really want you to hear this because I know that what I am saying is right on the money because I failed for a while in my business until I really set myself down and made a commitment to really understand the structure and the hierarchy of success. And what I discovered was E-Myth, the book, in which I recommend everybody have this in your business library. And what I began to do as I studied E-Myth and studied the three most important roles is I started patterning my business off of those three roles. And what that led me to, ladies, was success. And so I want you to listen up, and I want you to hear me very clear. This year has to be the year for you that you stop trying to do everything by yourself. Let me repeat that again for you because I want you guys to understand the love I have for you, the love I have for the, the industry of business in, in and of itself. I want you to understand that success was never meant for us to do it by ourselves. It was never meant for us to be successful by ourselves. We must be able to leverage the talent and potential of other people in order to be successful human beings. There is no way around that. And yet, there are a lot of solo entrepreneurs who try to do everything by themselves. And a lot of times for women, I'm going to tell you hands down, the biggest the biggest excuse I hear, and yes, I call it an excuse, no matter whether it's valid or not, 
The biggest excuse I hear is that I don't have the money to pay a team to help me, or I don't have the money to pay anybody, so I have to do what I have to do. Well, you know, I really admire that statement. I really understand that statement, but that statement can only be said for so long. You can't be three, four, five years, ten years in your business saying the same darn thing, right? At some point, you have to really begin to understand that money don't make you. You make money, and we have to we have to stop giving so much credence so much authority to to money because it's an intangible object, right? We make it. It does not make us. And the sooner you gain control and power over money, the better it is going to be for you. Because when you gain control and power over money, guess what happens? You begin to come up with ways to make money. You begin to understand the importance of how you can create services and products and sell those services and products, and the residual effect of that is that you get money, right? And so don't let money be your excuse for not leveraging the talent and potential of other people. So very important for you to understand this. And I'm speaking passionately about it, and I hope that you guys know that I'm not fussing at you, but with love as your coach, it is my desire to see you move from a different perspective in your life and in your business. I want you to move further, faster, right? And in order for you to do that, you cannot have the Lone Ranger attitude this year. It is no such thing as I'm doing everything by myself this year. It has to be I'm the CEO of my company. And I am developing systems and strategies to bring in and generate more money. And at the same time, I'm coming up with solutions while my budget is still low and I don't have the funds available at this time. I'm coming up with solutions to overcome that so that I can find individuals who can assist me in different areas of my business. And again, many times I've shared ways to do that. And I'll talk about that maybe next Monday. But I want you guys to really think about this. I really want you to look at what is it that I can do as the CEO of my business to, to really plan my company in such a way that I no longer have the long-ranger attitude, that I begin to run my company, no matter how small it is, I begin to run it like a CEO should, right? And that means that you are going to be required to step up to the plate on a lot of things, but it is going to pay off for you in the long run. Now, I wanted to share that with you because so many people have not done their business strategy. And the longer you wait not to do your business strategy, the longer it's going to be that you are not seeing results in your business because there is no clarity. Strategy, strategic planning brings along clarity and gives you the confidence to keep moving forward in your business. I just had somebody to text me, and what they text me, um, and I'm just looking at this, what they text me, it says, Trina, could you please explain what a business strategy should be? Sure, no, no problem. So a, a business strategy is a plan, a system of how you're going to accomplish particular goals or objectives that you have set for your business based on a specific time frame. So let's say, for example, here we are in the year 2020. You're making a decision on what goals are you going to set for 2020, and once you set those goals, now you're going to plan out a strategy to accomplish those goals. How is that going to happen? So, for example, your objective for 2020 might be sales of $250,000. It may be to be interviewed on two primetime national television shows, which would, you know, quickly bring you a lot of followers. It might be to revamp uh, your website so that you can properly generate more leads 
because your website serves as a headquarters. So it could be those types of things. And so then once you declare what your vision is, what it is that you want to see happening, what those goals are going to be, then what you set out to do in your strategy is to tell exactly how it's going to be done, how you're going to do it. You take each one of your objectives or each one of your goals, and you set out to create a system, a blueprint for how it is going to happen for you. So that's what a business strategy is. And what I would suggest to all of you who are listening, if you have not developed a strategy for 2020 overall, because I do believe in annual strategic planning. Um, And the reason why is because it is the overall vision of where you want to be at for the year that allows you to back up by quarter and determine what those goals need to be. You can then prioritize and then break it down into months break it down into weeks, and then know what you're supposed to be doing every day to contribute towards accomplishing your year-end goal. So each quarter, each month, each week, there are some accomplishments that's supposed to be happening that are contributing to your year-end strategic plan and goals. So hopefully I explained that in a way that you guys were able to receive it and and take that. But I want to let you know, that if you haven't done your strategy, go ahead and do a strategic plan at least for the next six months, starting with the month of February, because, of course, you can't plan for January. It's gone. But what you can do is look at February, you know, uh, through six months and plan out what it should be, what should be happening. Now, I will let you know with strategic planning, this requires you to give a nice amount of time to the planning piece, right? And this is where you can also speed it up by working with uh, me as your business consultant and coach uh, to, to help you get there a little bit quicker or working with a marketing consultant or wherever you feel that you may need the help at. You know, that is what you need to be doing. But plan out six months and then somewhere within the next couple of months, plan out for the rest of the year so that you'll play catch-up. But right now, you need to know what's, what's supposed to be happening for February, for March, and April, right? And then what's supposed to be happening for May, June, and July. You've got to know that. If not, you don't have clarity, and you can't go where you haven't planned. You got it? So we all have to remind ourselves to step up to the plate as the CEO mama of our businesses and make things happen. I want to thank everybody for being on the show today. It's 1222 after the hour. I had such a phenomenal time today, uh, and I want to give a big shout-out to Greta Thompson, um, who invited me to be one of the participants in the um, Allen Entrepreneur Institute discussion today for women on fixed and growth mindset. It was just a wonderful morning. I I learned a lot. I really liked Rita's presentation on um, the fixed and growth mindset, and I definitely have to have her on the show to talk about that. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can get her on on next Monday. And then I talked about the four quarters of life, and this is something that I presented in Five Ways to Live Life on Purpose webinar, but I'm going to be presenting it again, um, and I will be letting you guys know the, the specific dates for that webinar. But the four quarters of life is definitely something special to my heart. I have began to live my life by the four quarters of life, and it has helped me tremendously to put things in perspective. But a big shout-out, and again, the AEI Center is right here in the metro Atlanta area in the city of Stonecrest, and it is a wonderful, wonderful project. So if you are in the Atlanta area and Uh, you're interested in learning more about the AEI Center, go to aeistartupfactory.com. I do believe the website is AEI, Apple Edward Igloo, aeistartupfactory.com, and I believe you will be able to learn a little bit more um, about the center, all of the wonderful things they do to help small business owners grow. For those of you who are new, 
to the show and you're interested in learning more about what we are about, I want to just share a little bit about Successful Woman Radio. First of all, we have been on the air for 11 years, and we have grown just tremendously and have been able to reach out on an international level to women. Um, And so we are all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a private and personal up-close environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you so desire. And we come on every Monday at 12 noon Eastern. Uh, Regardless of whether it's a holiday or not, I am here for you. And so I want you to make sure that you mark your calendar every Monday at 12 noon Eastern for the Successful Woman Radio Show. We are sponsored by WomenAboutBiz.net. That is our main website. Again, WomenAboutBiz.net. And Women About Biz is celebrating its 20th year in business. How about that? 20 years that we have been helping women to start and grow their own businesses. And it has truly been a blessing, and it truly is my passion to help a lot of women get to the next level of their lives and where they're trying to go business-wise, and it has been my joy. And I tell you, so many things that I would like to accomplish in this next three to five years to to help women, and and it's really happening. I'm seeing it happen, but it won't happen without one very important thing, and that is follow-up. As you ladies know, this month, all during the month of February, our theme is a passion for follow-up. And follow-up is so important. It is the piece of action that if it's not done, then what happens is whatever we were trying to accomplish loses, loses its oomph, loses the fizzle, and it just drops and never is, never is realized. And so follow-up is just so very, very important. Now, last Monday, you might want to listen to last Monday's show because I gave a really in-depth analysis of follow, creating a follow-up system and what were some of the things that need to happen within a follow-up system. But today, I want to talk about the power of mindset, and I want to talk about the follow-up mindset. What type of mindset do you need to have in order to be good at follow-up. So the first thing I want to share with you is that follow-up has a lot to do with, with, I would say, the habits that you have. Because if you have a procrastinative habit, then it's very difficult to follow up because you procrastinate on a lot of things. And so that means that that habit of procrastination has to be eliminated. And so the first thing I want to share with you about developing a follow-up mindset is I want to share with you the importance of acknowledging what follow-up can do for you in your life and your business. So I have a big question for you, and I want each of you just within your own minds to answer this particular question, and that is, if you would have followed up on things and opportunities that came your way even just three to five years ago, would you be further along today? Okay? So if you would have followed up on things or opportunities, different things that came to you, would you be further along today? Well, most people say absolutely yes. I would be much further But here's what you have to understand. When you don't follow up, you're basically saying you don't care. So what you have to do is the first thing is you have to identify habits that prevent you or hold you back from following up on the things that are most important to you. Because there's a reason why follow-up is not occurring like it should, right? And so you have to identify what are the habits that I have that hold me back from following up and becoming the CEO that I need to be for my business. So that's the first thing. Why? It's because when you know better, you do better. And so you have to go back and evaluate what's holding me up. 
Now, as a business owner, as a CEO of your business, the one thing that I can tell you that you need, and maybe many of you already know what I'm getting ready to say, is you need a follow-up system. Yes, because different businesses have to follow up in different ways, right? Some people have intense follow-up sales processes where they have to actually you know, court the person over a period of time before they can close the sale. So most experts say that follow-up, as far as sales is concerned, has a lot to do with the price of the service or the product itself. So if you have something that's like $5, $8, $10, I mean, there's no follow-up a lot of the times. It's kind of like an instant decision most of the time that people have to do. But if you have something that's like $500, $300, $1,200, Five thousand, ten thousand, then that is going to require different levels of follow-up, and it's going to require you to really sit down and develop a system for success when it comes to following up and following through, right? Now, I know for a fact that there is a difference between follow-up and follow-through. Follow-up is the beginning process. It's the beginning stage, right, of updating and making sure that whatever it is you need to follow up with is being done, that it's been started, right? If I promise someone a document, then I need to get the document to them. If I promise someone a product or a sample of a product, then I need to get the sample and the product to them. So that's following up. But then following through means that you're getting ready to follow through to the end. So after I've sent them a product, after I've provided them what I promised, then it's still my responsibility to create a system that goes all the way until my desired result is achieved, and then even then I am responsible for making sure that I stay in communication with that prospect, that customer, that client, that I stay in communication with them for as long as my business lasts or as long as I have my business. That's, that's very, very key. So what you need to understand is that a follow-up system is, is necessary. It is mandatory that you sit down and develop a system from the beginning to the end, from the time a person connects with you until the close of the sale, and from the close of the sale to ongoing communication, what is supposed to be happening. And what I see happening a lot of the times, and I made this same mistake many times, is that you'll follow up. A lot of people follow up, and then that's it. They start following up, and then after they send the product or provide the sample or they provide whatever the service, uh, the, the service presentation might have been, then there's no more follow-up. There's no follow-through. And so you have to understand that this type of mindset that causes anyone to not follow up or follow through is it's really causing you to sabotage yourself and really cause your business to not give you the results that you are looking for, okay? And in my opinion, a lot of the times, I think as businesswomen, we have our minds focused on all of the wrong things. What does that mean? What does focusing on the wrong things mean? Well, sometimes in business, I think as women, we are attracted to the pretty things, to the unique things. We want software. We want um, online gadgets and tools. We want nice desks. We want nice fixtures. We want all of those things that make us feel all warm and fuzzy and good, but at the same time, we're not focusing on a lot of the things that's most important. So I want you guys to keep in mind, this is something that well-known personal development expert Brian Tracy says. He himself said that one day he had spent all of this money on magazine advertising, thousands of dollars, and he wasn't making any money. He, he was really going in the red. And he said it dawned on him one day that he had to stop focusing on the wrong thing and he had to get back to the basics of what business was all about, which was it is all about sales and marketing, right? Marketing is the system of attracting individuals to what you have and sales, right, is the process of selling the product or the service and getting the money in exchange. And so he said after he realized that he had his mind focused on the wrong thing, he 
wanted all of this nice advertisement, full-color pictures, all of this graphics. He thought it would be so such a big idea, a wonderful idea to see his business all laid out in a magazine. But what he realized that is that he just needed some good old-fashioned sales and marketing. So he began to once again do a word-of-mouth technique where he started back calling prospective customers and clients and asking them, hey, what is it that you need? Through the power of a client intake form, he began to understand what his customers needed, and then he was able to close the sale on them and then stay in complete communication with them to upsell new products, new services, and to let them know that he cared, right? He's now a believer, and I'm right with him on this, that 75% when you are a solo entrepreneur, 75% of your time has to be spent on sales and marketing. Oh, that's a big number, isn't it? That's a a big number. 75% of your time has to be spent on sales and marketing. Now, Now, why is this? Because sales and marketing is indeed the lifeblood of any business. Without sales and marketing, nothing else can happen. So, yes, other pieces of our business are important. The website is important. Social media is important. Um, You know, having business cards is important. You know, uh, answering the phone properly is important. But at the end of the day, all of that doesn't even matter if you don't have any money to keep the business going. And what brings the money in and what keeps the business going is definitely sales and marketing. And so, therefore, you've got to have sales and marketing as the primary priority in your business life. It's, It's hands down. So it's very important that you guys get this and that you understand this because part of having the right mindset for follow-up is to understand that follow-up is going to always happen. You're going to always need to follow up in sales and marketing. When you generate leads, you're going to have to call those individuals or you're going to have to have a way to connect or contact those individuals and communicate with them. And then you're going to have to have an automated repeat system that you put them in that's going to constantly stay in communications with them. So here's some things that I want you to know, five things that are important for a mindset follow-up mindset, okay? Five things that are important for a follow-up mindset, and here they go. Number one, I think I already mentioned, is you have to evaluate the habits that hold you back from following up and following through, and then you have to eliminate and replace those habits. You really have to work hard on this. You have to eliminate and replace those habits with positive habits that are going to support and enhance your follow-up process, okay? That's going to be key. The second thing that I think is very, very important is that I really do think that you need to have some type of vision uh, piece in front of you, whether you take an eight-and-a-half by 11 sheet of paper and you cut out pictures that represent your goals and where you're trying to go to have something to motivate you. I think that's very important to have a visual aspect, right, because it really does um, help the mind to adjust itself, and it, and it permeates to your subconscious mind and helps your subconscious mind to really get a good picture of what it is that you want. If you look at that vision every single day, that collage of pictures that you put together, if you look at them every single day, then what's going to happen is that you will begin to every day have a desire for that, and it will cause you to take action. It will cause you to make follow-up a very important piece of what you're trying to accomplish, which is very important. So number one was evaluate those those habits that seem to be holding you back from properly following up, and then you have to replace them with positive habits. And then um, number two is you really need to have a vision piece. You need to go ahead, if you haven't already, create a vision board, or you need to just take a 11 by 17 or eight and a half sheet of paper and Schedule out some time where you really, you know, bullet point what your vision is and then create a collage of pictures, right, to represent that. Very, very important. And don't forget that a vision always has to have you in the equation, especially when when it comes to business because your business serves you. 
So it's very important for you to look at personal life goals, the things that you would like to have on that vision board, as well as things that you would like to have for your business. And then what I want you to do when you create that, I want you to snapshot a picture of that, and I want you to use that as your screensaver on your phone, as your screensaver on your mobile devices, so that you'll always have it in front of you, screensaver on your computer. That is going to be very, very important, okay? Here's the third thing when it comes to having a follow-up mindset. It is going to be really important that you properly schedule times to follow up, right? You know, of course, it's easier to follow up with people who say they're interested in your product or service, but after you have talked with them, there's still a follow-up process of whatever you promised to get to them. So you need to make sure that you schedule the time on your calendar every single day to have follow-up time. Maybe you need an hour every day to follow up on different things, or you might need two hours. It just depends on the amount of sales traffic that you have uh, coming through to your company or the inquiries that you have coming through your company. But the, the key here is is that you need to make sure that you, you know, that you have a way to do all of this follow-up. You've got to make sure of that. Okay, and here's number four, something that I think is very key in having a follow-up mindset. Not only do you need to have it scheduled in your calendar, you need to schedule time for it. The one thing that I think is most important is that you need to create what I call a custom affirmation, right? A custom affirmation is you coming up with a phrase or a sentence of words that you repeat to yourself every single day that's going to motivate you, inspire you, encourage you. So when it's customized, that means that, you know, you're going to use your own preferred words and phrases, name of your company or what have you, to encourage yourself to move to the next level. Okay, very, very important. Now, this last, uh, this last concept that I want to give you guys is something that I found that I needed, okay, because I was like the world's greatest procrastinator, and I was like, I just needed my behind reminded every single day in a way that was somewhat aggressive and strong. So nobody's able to talk to you like you can, right? So what I did was I recorded a message to myself that talked about my dream, my vision, what it was that I want, and what I better get done. And it really helped me, and I still do it to this very day. And so you can record using your cell phone. You can actually record a message to yourself that you can listen to, right? And it can be an encouraging message, but it can also be a firm message, right? And so my message goes something like this. Good day, Trina. How are you today? I hope that you are doing all of the wonderful things that you should be that are going to generate results for you. You've got to remember, girl, that you have to follow up on calls, on leads, and things that you promise. Don't put things. Don't put the cart before the horse. Do not promise things you cannot fulfill or that you can't give out right away because that's going to make you look bad and not good. And so, therefore, you need to make sure that you keep a good schedule, that you plan everything that you need to plan for by letting other people help you as well. Don't try to do this and go this alone. Are you listening? Are you really listening? Because I'm not going to put up with you not following up with what you said you are. So I talk to myself that way, and I record it, and I listen. And while while I'm listening, it's like I'm chastising myself but being gentle and loving at the same time. And I'm doing that, and I'm listening to it because I needed it initially to break poor habits of follow-up and to break habits that were hindering me from doing things that I wanted to do. Now, you know, one thing that I talk about all the time uh, from a mindset perspective is that we have so many different facets of our mind that it is really like multiple people in one, right? And I really can see how people have split personalities. It's, it's, it's very possible. It's not only possible, it happens. 
And so you need to understand that you have your subconscious mind, you have your conscious mind, and then you have different chambers of your mind that are responsible for different body functions, right? And so the subconscious mind is one of those things that literally is like a sponge. It does not say what's right or wrong. It doesn't distinguish right from wrong. All it does is absorb into you in your subconscious chamber everything that you see, that you hear, that you experience, that you think. It brings it all into that subconscious chamber. And the thing about the subconscious mind that you need to know and understand is that it is the most powerful of all of the brain functionalities. It is the most powerful of all. It, can, it is the one that controls about 95% of all functions of your sense of being, okay? And so it is very powerful. And so the conscious mind, of course, is if you've heard of the term the now, I think Eckhart Tolle wrote the book, The Now, and he was trying to explain that there is a, a there is a space and time called now that we experience, which is not the same as our subconscious mind. And so the now is you listening to me right now. It is the presence of you, right? And it's the part of you that allows you to have goals and dreams and aspirations and get inspired, be motivated. It's the part of you that allows you to think about what it is that you want, and it's the part of you that allows you to speak and, and say things, right? So the conscious mind basically is that part of you that's the communications channel for your entire existence, for your, for your entire body. It's the piece of you that you don't even have to verbally be thinking, um, but you can be thinking without talking, and you can talk to yourself. You see what I'm saying? So that's the now. And then there is the subconscious mind, which is like a heart drive that's, that's like a sponge that absorbs everything. And it is the piece of you that it controls everything. And so, therefore, when the conscious mind wants to do a certain thing, it, it will only be allowed to do it if the subconscious mind agrees with it, okay? So, for example, if you want to lose weight, but in the subconscious mind, your actions have been been really depositing in your subconscious mind for years that you love eating, and you're saying I have to stop eating in order to stop eating so much in order to lose the weight. And your subconscious mind is saying just the opposite. No, you love eating. This is what you have. This is what you have taught me all along. Guess what's going to happen? Your subconscious mind is going to send that signal to to your to your conscious mind, and it's not going to allow you to stop eating or eat less food. It's not going to allow you to do it. And so this is, this is key to know and understand because all of us need to understand how the subconscious mind works in order to work with it and eliminate poor habits that are just wrecking havoc in our lives, right? And so I share all of this with you, and I say this because this last piece where you are talking to yourself and you are recording it and you're saying what it is that you need for you to do really does help with eliminating habits that are that are causing problems because it is both you thinking it and you speaking back to yourself and then of course that is going into your subconscious mind. And so that's very effective. And so there you have five ways to develop a follow-up mindset, something that's going to help you. The biggest thing that you all need to understand and know is that personal development, it has to be a huge portion um, of your day. You have to be working on yourself one to two hours every single day. That's going to require you to wake up early. It's going to require you to have some time commitment. But you're going to see results when you focus on yourself every single day. And follow-up, you have to develop a passion for it. You have to become a queen of follow-up because that's what's going to help you to set a strong foundation and become the right kind of CEO for your company. And so, again, I want to remind all of you how important that is. And that's all I have for today. I am just so excited that all of you joined me on the show today. Make sure that you mark your calendar again. And um, I think 
I wanted to go and I wanted to share with you guys, I am indeed having a passion for follow-up webinar, and hopefully I can get on my website so I can give you guys the date of that particular event. Let's see, can I do that? I'm, I'm a little bit limited internet-wise. Yes, I have it. Okay, so the passion for follow-up webinar is coming up on February 19th at 12 noon. I believe that's a Wednesday. So it's not next Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, February 19th at 12 p.m., um, and it will end at around 1. I'm going to be on a webinar showing you guys how I use tools, uh, Internet tools to help me with follow-up. I'm going to be showing you guys a process I use to create an automatic uh, marketing system that really, really helps. So you definitely don't want to miss this webinar. Again, it's a passion for follow-up. And you can register for this free webinar on Women About Biz, that's Women About, A-B-O-U-T, Biz, B-I-Z as in zebra, dot net. And when you get there, click on events in the top right menu bar, and you will see the workshop, A Passion for Follow-Up. So you guys go ahead and get yourselves registered for that. And again, I want to say to you, I want you to have a week this week. I want you to have a productive week. I want you to have a week of abundant thinking, a week of loving yourself, loving your business, so that you can take yourself to the next level. If you have questions or if you feel that you need some guidance, don't forget, if you have not used your free Power Talk for this year, go ahead and schedule your free Power Talk, which is a 45-minute coaching session where we can brainstorm and we can discuss ways to move you to the next level. So if we need to talk about your business strategy or if it's we need to talk about developing a follow-up strategy, not a problem. So go ahead and get your Power Talk scheduled. Again, if you've never had a coaching session with me um, before, or if you've never had a coaching session this year, because I give one free session every year uh, to women who've never experienced coaching before, go ahead and schedule your power talk. All you need to do is go to womenaboutbiz.net, and then right there on the home page, you're automatically going to see power talk, free coaching session. And just follow the directions, and you'll be able to schedule your power talk. Well, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, your business is really what you make it. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.